Rabbi a good morning or a good afternoon here in Eretz Yisrael, a good Erev Shabbos, Erev Shabbos Kedish, Parshas Hazinu, Erev Shabbos Kedish, Shabbos Shuvah, Topshin Peidalid. We're holding right close to the whole, holy, holy day of Yom Kippur. And when I get to this Yom Kippur, I have a feeling that I have to speak a little bit about the fact that this is my 50th Yom Kippur, that the Rabbanu Shem was Mazakami to be in Eretz Yisrael. Fifty years ago, I came to Eretz Yisrael, and I was Zeichet to be here, came for the month of Elul, to learn in the Mir Yeshiva. And then Yom Kippur came, and the Yom Kippur War broke out, and I have certain memories which I want to share with you today, and try to use that and uh, also to share with you some great, great things that I saw today from some of the great, great Balai Musar concerning that war. It's hard to believe 50 years ago was the Yom Kippur War, but I remember that taught me so many, so many lessons of being in shul, being in a minion, and all of a sudden planes were flying very low over our heads, and we were able to see literally the bombs that's how we almost felt they could reach up and touch the bombs that were on the bottom of these planes. And the reason why they did that is because they had no way to contact the people that were in Miluim. They had to go to the front. And and then all of a sudden, after that happened, people knew there was something that was taking place. The war was a surprise attack, even though it wasn't such a surprise to the military uh, people. And they, they knew something was going to happen without getting into all the politics behind that, but that was a terrible, terrible war where thousands of Jewish lives were lost. But for ours, my own perspective, I remember the army cars coming up, and I was then in Bayit Fagan for that particular Yom Kippur, and I wasn't in the Mir Yeshiva for Yom Kippur. And they came into the Minyanim, and they pulled out literally the Balmusaf and other people, People had to go to the front lines from people that went on tanks and people that went and did certain jobs. And the army had to literally move forward on a day when most people were sitting in davening. And then I remember going downstairs into the Kol Yaakov Yeshiva, Miklat, and the Sephardic Jews and Ashkenazi Jews, we cried out. And I remember hearing such Tehillim, really heartfelt Tehillim, Many, many times I'd said to them before, but this was really heartfelt because they really understood that what a war is. And a war is a very, very dangerous and a serious and a, and a, and a, and a, and a very, very traumatic, traumatic experience, especially for people that have loved ones that are sitting there in the front lines. So first the thing is that just the tefillahs, and it was such an, a, a message that we have to daven and Yom Kippur, everybody was the one that we turned to and everything is really dependent upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, that's one thing I want to start out with, but now I want to jump quickly into the parsha, and then we're going to come back and speak a little bit more of these associations. We said a vart on the short vart, the beginning of the parsha, Hazina Shemayim, and then it says, V'sishma Ha'aretzim Refi. We mentioned Rav Sternbuch, Shlita says, why do we have the different languages? Hazinu by the Shemayim, and by the arts is a sishma. Rav Sternbuch Shlita's interpretation is that Moshe Rabbeinu is not only speaking to the people in those times, speaking to all of us, and he's saying the heavens are the dvarim nisgavim, the high-level things, the dvarim ruchniyim. That's our responsibilities 
of our relationship of the commitments and commandments, the ruchnius, that we have to listen very intently to. That's what we use Lashon Hazinu. And that's why it says, Adabeira, Adabeira is something which is a little bit tougher, a little bit harsher, because a person has to know all the nuances. We have to be introspective and be mekayim the mitzvahs properly and to stay away from the veirus. But when it comes to aretz, aretz represents gashmis, represents the the fact that we have to live in this world. And yes, we have to have a parnasa. And yes, we have to go to work. And we have to support our families. And those things are important. But it shouldn't have the same relevance as the shamayim the good things. It's sishma. You have to hear it. You have to do what you have to do. But it's only and it's also only imre fi. Just utterances. I just want to mention that uh, on this same note, and we had a, I just went to Menachem Oval, a neighbor of mine who passed away, Rav Moshe Rosenfeld, Zatzal, was a Gavaldik, a Gavaldik, a Yid, lived here in the neighborhood, brought up a tremendous, tremendous family, and I used to sit with him in the Dafayomi for many, many years. He was a person that ran a business, he had a very successful business of, of selling mattresses and beds. Him and his brothers, but he was very much involved. He was a yid that was grew up in Shari Chesed. He learned to the yeshivas. It was a person not only was kaveitin latari, but listen to this: when he was sick, and he ran a business, and he he was a, known to be a very very honest person. And any time there was a, a bentari that came, he would always give discounts. I just heard from my neighbor. He, he said, oh, you know, he always gave a ten percent discount. This and the person came to him. And he said to him, uh, you know, you know, uh, you will be able to get the 10% discount. He says, Ben Torah, Ben Torah has to give more. He gave a 20% discount. He didn't, he supported the family, but the business was used as a vehicle for him to do chesed as well. And he did a lot of chesed kindness to people, tzedakahs, and he supported yeshivas quietly. And at the same time, when he turned 60 years old, he said that he wants to spend less time in the business. He had other family members and he would leave at 11 o'clock, he would come and he worked for two hours and they gave him permission because he was very—he was really the top of the game. At 11 o'clock, he would leave and he would start to go learn. And I heard from his son, and the Levaya, that he also started learning in Yoni Kabbalah. I happened to have a close relationship with him because at the at the Tzim of the Dafayomi, he's in our, in our Dafayomi. So besides the Rav, the Magadshir, Rav Brialski Shlita, but Rav Moshe and I would be the other two speakers and we always had high regards for each other. They always said always things which a lot of content and things were very, very orderly by him. It was a very yekish yid. Ah, but what do we see from him? We can see from him that the hazino was for the shemayim. The aretz, the, 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 the gashmis was sishma aretz. And I think it's a great lesson before Yom Kippur for us to have the proper perspective. Um. At the end of the parish, you want to say about this part before we reflect on some other things. The end of the parish it speaks about the Misa of Moshe Rabbeinu. Ah. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe Rabbeinu, He tells him in the middle of this day, go up on Har Avarim, on Har Navo, which is in Eretz Mayav, and you're going to see the land, and you're going to die. You're going to die on that mountain, and you're going to be gathered together. He promises that you're going to have the same Misa which you wanted to get, which was the Misa's Neshika, which Aaron I got, Aaron HaKoyin got, you're also going to get the same Misa. Ah, this is the Misa of Moshe Rabbeinu. 
And Rashi points out on the words, in the midst of the day, that we find this term in three places in the Torah. One, we find it by Noyach. When it says, I'm going to take out Noyach from the Teva, Be'etzem Hayoyim Hazer. So Rashi points out that the people of the generation, they said when they heard that he said, that Noyach said he's going to build a Teva and the Rebbe is going to destroy the world. So they said, if we, if we think you're going into the Teva, we're going to stop you. We're going to shut up the Teva. We're going to close it. And we're going to break the Teva. Because Baruch said, you think you know, you're tough. I'm going to bring it down in the middle of the day. Because anyone wants to fight with me, they're going to have to fight with the Rabbi Shalom. So therefore, the Peshat is in the midst of the day. That's what the Torah is describing of here. Same thing we find by Mitzrayim. It says, Because the Egyptians said, Oh, if we hear that the Jews are going to leave Egypt, we're going to take our armament, clay Zion, and we're going to kill them. Because Baruch says, You're going to kill them. I'm going to show you in the middle of the day, not in the morning, not at night. Let's see whoever's going to come and start up with me. Same thing by the Misa of Moshe Rabbeinu. This is a Chiddush. It all says, Because Klai Yisrael, they said, How could we let Moshe Rabbeinu leave us? He's the one that took us out of Mitzrayim. He's the one that split the sea. He's the one that brought the man. He's the one that brought the slav. He's the one that brought the be'er. He's the one that gave us the Torah. We can't leave him. We're gonna. We're, we're not gonna let him leave. Akharis Baruch says, "I'm gonna take him out." And everyone raises the question: What was the havamina of Klal Yisrael? Misa is not something you can stop with sticks and stones and with armament. So, what does it mean? We're going to stop. We're, we're going to. We're not going to allow Moshe Rabbeinu to be taken away from here. So, I want to say over that I heard. I saw that Rebbe Baruch brings down that the Briskerov says a mahalach. We want to say over Reb Shmuel Levitz says mahalach, but the Briskerov says that since it says that you're going alei al hara avarim, you're going to go up in the mountain. So, Klai Yisrael held. Oh, we'll stop him from going up in the mountain. Going up in Har Nevo. That they can do. They can. That they, they felt that physically there's something that they can do. But the Rebbe Reb Chaim Shalevet said over a big Yisoyed, and he said, from here we see that Klal Yisrael had the Kayach HaTfila. They felt very strongly that if they would dive into Hashem with all of their might, the Kayach HaTfila would be the breakthrough, and the Rebbe would not be able to turn them down. And that's what HaKadosh Baruch had to say. Even though you have the Kayach HaTfila, it's a Bechina, like we find by Moshe Rabbeinu, that he davened Hashem to beseeching himself to go into Eretz Yisrael. It says, Veschanon, and that's Begematria 515, and the Rebbe Hashem said, up to 515, do the 516th, then I have to let you in. Because there's a Kayach HaTfila. Tfila is in the, is in the Bria. And the Rebbe Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, there's a Cheshbin, I don't want you to do more than 515. But we see from over here a tremendous lesson. And this really is an association to Yom Kippur. That we see how it, we have within our hands the power of tefillah to daven and to beseech HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And that's the message which is going on at the end of this parish. The beginning of the parish, the message was, look for Ruchnius. The end of the parish is, if you look for the Ruchnius, so then, the Rebbe had to come up with a Chiddush to stop Klai Yisrael from davening because the Kayach tefillah is so important. And we find this replete throughout the liturgy of Yom Kippur. On Yom Kippur, we uh, 
we know that that um, the famous Chazal, the Gemara says, Amr Bekiva Shreichem Yisrael Lifnei In front of who are you going to be Metayer? And who's going to be Metayer? You, Avicham Shabbashemayim. And then the Pesach says, Very Mikveh Yisrael Hashem. This is the Mishnah in the end of Mesech Tasaita. The Mikvah is Metair. That's what it says in the Pasuk. So, first of all, we see that in the Avaid of the, of the Kayin God on Yom Kippurim, we know we say the Vidui, and we say it a few times, it's what the Kayin God can say, Ona Hashem. Ona Hashem. And then after we say, Ona Bishem. We change it from the Hay to the Bays. So I saw that the, they bring down the Tosis. Yontav says, that first you have to know, you have to daven with the hey. The hey is the name of Hashem. On Hashem, the hey Hayyadiyah. I'm calling the name of Hashem because the halacha is when you do vidu, it has to be lifne Hashem. So the first thing is to call out and to say, Ona, I'm begging you, Akadosh Baruch Hashem, the Rabbani Shalom, in his hey Hayyadiyah. And then we say, Ona Bishem. Because we're saying that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're the only one that can be Mechaperos. With the shame, with the shame, with the Kayach of the Rabbani shame, he can be Mechaperos. So that's the first thing we see in association of the fact that to daven to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to call out to him and to stand in front of him, to recognize that's what we're going to be doing in Yom Kippur. That's what the ability that Klai Yisrael has and Jews have. The second thing is that the word Mikveh Yisrael, we translate it as a Mikveh which we know, that place where we go and we toivel ourselves. But the truth is, the Targum says it's a lesson of tikveh, of hope. That the Rebbeinah is really the hope. We are hoping and we are depending upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We're being, being mekaveh, like kaveh al Hashem, is to hope and to be dependent on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The way we're supposed to daven HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, is recognizing you are the only source which we can truly depend. You are our only tikva. You are the mikveh Yisrael. When a person recognizes there's no place for me to go, the only place for me to go is to turn to the Rabbani Shalom. Then the Rabbani Shalom will be the mikveh. When we're truly connected to HaKadosh Baruch there's a lashon of one of the Rishonim, Reb Shlomo ben Ibn Gavriel, who says, Evrach mimcha elecha. I will run away mimcha to you. So it's a contradiction. And the concept is, is that really we have to, on days of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, there's a pachad, because the Rabbi Nishim is judging us. But when we recognize that everything is really dependent upon the, the Rabbi Nishim, and I really, I feel frightful, I really should be running away, but elecha, I'm really turning to you. And this is what the Pasuk says in Tehillim, Hayotze yachad libam, the Rebbe was Yitzit together, all of our hearts. And he recognizes all of our actions. The Rebbe truly knows us. He knows us better. He knows us better than anybody else. And then the Pasuk says, Ein Hashem al HaKadosh eye is on to the fearers, the ones that fear, the people who are awaiting him. They're meyachalim. They await him. They await his chesed. They love his nafshom. Everything is really dependent upon how much we turn to HaKadosh Baruch and we're meyachalim lechastai. We have a similar pasuk, Karav Hashem, Lechol Karav, Lechol Hashem, Yikru Ve'emes. When we truly call out to HaKadosh Baruch And that's the Kayach of And that's really what we have to hope and we have to pray. Our hope and our prayers are 
that with the Kayach of Tefillah, we are going to what? To be able to get the Kapara that we truly need. I have to say, I mentioned before that the um, my own personal experiences going back 50 years ago was seeing the Kayach of Tefillah and recognizing that when we turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu listens to our prayers. And everything, there's no, there's no, there's no atheist in the foxhole, they say. In the end of the day, that uh, even the soldiers, when they go into battle, they know that they have to call out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But there's another aspect we want to bring out, which is something which is so important. I saw brought down a Maisa that Reb David Pravarsky, the great Roshiva Panovich, when I told you, uh, described the planes going over in Yerushalayim, the same thing was happening also in B'nai Brak. And there they also, they raised the sirens. And when they heard the sirens, everyone had to go down to the Miklat. They did not continue the tefillahs. They, 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 they went down to, to, to the Miklatim, to the shelters, and everyone was jam-packed into small rooms. And uh, and there wasn't enough room, and people had to crowd in, and they cried out to Kodesh Baruch And Reb David Pavarsky gave a shmuz then, and he said that the truth is, is that we really have to contemplate what is going on right now. There are so many mothers and fathers, <coughs> their sons are being taken away to the front, and they don't know what's going to be. <coughs> and we should know that we have to be in the tsar we have to feel the same pain when it's all of our brothers who are in the front lines. And this is the lesson of the Gedolim. A lot of times it's lost in the translation in today's world that there's like almost like two camps, but we have to know we're not really two camps. We're really one camp. We're really all one nation. And the more we're nice of all, we feel the pain and the suffering of all people, all Yidden, and people that are soldiers that are in the front lines, they're our brethren. And he said over a maise with the altar in Kelim, that there was a person in Kelim, a bacher that was sick. And the altar went to visit him with two of his great Talmidim. And when they came to this person who was sitting there and he was sick, he literally, the person was not allowed to budge. He wasn't allowed to move. That was the orders of the doctors in those days. And when they came out, the Mavakar, the altar said to his two Talmidim, he says, how many times at night do you turn over in your bed? They were looking at him very, very strange. So he repeated it again. He says, how many times do you turn over? So they wanted to understand what he was saying. He said, he said a very strange line. He says, the schmeck from Ritzicha. What does that mean? It smells like murder. Why? Because if we were standing there and we have the freedom to be able to move and we don't feel the suffering that our friend is going through, that means we truly are not really nice ba'olim chaveron. And he explained a very, very deep thought. <clears throat> we can sleep and we're free and we have everything. There's no such thing. If another person is feeling pain, I have to feel that pain and suffering. And what is a retzeach? A retzeach is a person, yeah, he's a murderer. The reason why he's a murderer is because he doesn't feel the other person's pain. If he truly would feel the other person's pain, then he wouldn't commit the act of retzicha. Why does why does he commit the act of murder? Because he doesn't feel the other person's pain. Rabbi Say, this is the Alta from Kelim. This is the lesson of the Gedolei Balei Musar. When I see another person that's suffering, I have to what's called mitfeel. 
I have to feel the suffering. If not, then I, to a certain extent, and also Aritzayach. And over here, he continued to say, Shmuzin, during the course of the time of the Yom Kippur War, and he said that he knows someone, a father who has two sons, and both sons are in the front, and the father, all he can do is sit and cry because he doesn't know where his sons are and what their fate is. I spoke to a friend of mine today. We discussed our is a little older than I am. He's born in Eretz Yisrael. He's a Yishayi Chesed Yid. And he said he had a cousin of his in the Yom Kippur War. He fell missing for six months. They couldn't find him. You can imagine, you can't imagine the pain and the suffering of the parents who did not know where their son who died in battle really was. And only six months later, able to finally find the nifter and able to make a burial for him. Ah, Rabbi we have to feel together with another person's sar. And when we feel with another person's sar, then the Rabbi Hashim says, ah, if Yidin are feeling another person's sar, then it's possible for us, for me to be Michael because I feel that they're also considered ki'ish echad, u'belev echad. And um, I remember during the war that Rav Gusman Zetzal went to Shari Tzedek, because he said, there's no men there. I, I, they have to go and they have to clean. And he took a broom and he started sweeping. He wanted to make sure that it was clean. These are the Gedolim, Gedolim. They truly see, they see and they feel really what's going on. They feel the pain and the suffering. Ah, the, the, um, yeah, there's so much that we could say over here. Kedolim, ah, there was a Bacher, another story in Panovich, a Bacher who was, there was no Benazman in my day. The Chaim Shalevitz said, every Bach has to come back because we have to feel and we have to dive in because our Tfilis and our, tfil- and our Torah is part of the Haganah. People don't realize it. The Torah and the Tfilis are all part of the defense. And we had no Ben Azmanim. And the Panovich had the same thing. There was one Bachar whose mother was a widow and she needed someone to build the sukkah. So he was thinking that maybe he should go build a sukkah. But he said, to go in the daytime. He didn't want to go in the daytime because the Rashiva had said that Bachram should not be outside because people are going to look at you and they say, "Oh, your your son is 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 somehow walking around, or my son is in the is is in the front lines, is in danger." So he said he thought himself he'll go at night, and he'll go there. There's not not, not people aren't out at night, and that would be a chesed there. And then he'll build the sukkah. And when he told Reb David that he went to build the sukkah, Reb David was upset with him. He says, "How could you do such a thing? There are mothers that are crying." young wives that their husbands are there in the front lines and they, 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 they're they up at night and they're trying to sleep they're tired and they're exhausted and you're going to come you might try to bang a little bit at night in the regular time you can allow to bang until 11 o'clock but now you're going to keep them awake and you're going to you're going to you're going to wake and they're going to hear oh there's someone that's making a sukkah my husband's not home my son is not home Rabbi said being nice ba'olim chaveirai this is the other aspect of a tikkun for the tshuva that we should recognize how much we care about our fellow brethren and we think and we daven and we daven not only for ourselves, we're davening for the entire Jewish nation that the entire Jewish nation should have slicha, mechila, and kapara. Rabbi Sai, be dependent upon HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Be nice of all. And we also have to recognize that we have to be v'simcha. I saw, I said over to the Talmudim in the Yeshiva this week, that the meaning is to sing Ashamnu Bagadnu, Ashamnu Bagadnu Gozalnu, 
And someone asks, why do we sing it? We should be embarrassed. The answer is, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is happy when he sees his Klai Yisrael that are truly trying their best to rectify and to make tikkunim, even small tikkunim. But when he sees that the, his children say, therefore, there's a joy. There's a joy in Tshuva, Rabbi Shai. And this is what we have to take with us. We're asking that this year, Mitzvah there should be a chasima taiva. It should be a, a, the final, the final, a, 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 the final chasima should be for good. And we said over this week, the difference between kasveinu and the chasveinu, which we're going to say by Neilas, the gematria of kasveinu is four hundred and seventy-eight. The gematria of chasveinu is five hundred and four. The differential is twenty-six. The shame havaya. You want to know how we're going to get a chasima taiva? When we the kasveinu will add on the fact that the Shem Havaya, the Rabbanus of Yudke Vavke, and we'll bring the Rabbanus into our world, we'll bring the Shemayim to the Aretz, we'll bring the Kayach of Tefillah into the world, we'll bring the Kayach of Naisib Ba'ol, and the stories that we said over should be a schus for us. I want to wish everyone a good Nerev Shabbos, a good Shabbos Shuvah, we should be Zerchem Hashem, Yom Kippur is coming close, we should do the Tikkunim, Immerse ourselves into the mikveh, and the mikveh is the fact that we're dependent upon Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We should be zokim Hashem to exiva v'chasima Taiva, wishing everyone a good kibench to your. Thank you very much for listening. We want to thank jfoundations.com. If you could sponsor any of our activities, it'd be another way of addressing and being able to give over Torah to other people. Go on the website and show your support. Thank you very much for joining us.